0: The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.
1: Don't pass me by. Oh hi Ringo. That's cute, you wrote a song. (laughs) Oh, no. So this song is deceptively dark, right? I mean, you were in a car crash and you lost your hair, you know. With the violin going nuts and the piano that kind of sounds like it's underwater, this song is a demented, funhouse interpretation of a standard country and western tune. The chord progression is even the most basic blues. Only three chords. At the repeated listens, I kind of like it. It's not my favorite, not by a long shot, but I'd go as far to say it isn't a filler most people think it is. Also, the drums sound particularly punchy here, probably because Ringo took a special interest in this one.
0: Well, this is his first, like, full writing credit, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, the drums are super punchy here, and, like, again, I'm glad for our pal Ringo to be you know, getting his chance to do his own thing. And, you know, that's great. And I think it's pretty, I mean, we're going to get to it, but I think it's pretty, pretty wild that, you know, they went and tried to record this like almost immediately <laughs> to try to play mm-hmm. Kane Ringo, but you know, he's trying, but I just, I just don't go back to this one ever. This is on a very long album. One that I skip.
1: <laughs> you can't skip.
0: There's no skipping in Beatles
1: especially not the White album. Don't Pass Me By was mentioned by the group way back on July 14, 1964, during an introduction to And I Love Her for the first edition of the BBC radio music series Top Gear. Starr was asked if he had plans to write songs and replied that he had written one. Paul McCartney then interjected by singing Don't Pass Me By, Don't Make Me Cry, Don't Make Me Blue. In June 1964, during a radio interview in New Zealand, Starr playfully urged the rest of the group to sing the song I've written, just for a plug. Uh, Ringo said, I wrote Don't Pass Me By when I was sitting around at home. I only played three chords on a guitar and three on the piano. I was filling with the piano. I just bang away. And then if a melody comes and some words, I just have to keep going. That's how it happened. I was just sitting at home alone and Don't Pass Me By arrived. We played it with a country attitude. It was great to get my first song down, one that I had written. It was a very exciting time for me, and everyone was really helpful, and recording that crazy violinist was a thrilling moment. The fact that Don't Pass Me By was ignored until 1968 says much about the Beatles' willingness to record any available material after the trip to India. George Warren has since revealed that he urged the group to trim the double album down to a single high-quality collection, but was vetoed by the others. Possibly as John and Paul wished to fulfill their contractual requirements as songwriters as soon as possible. The White album sessions were full of surprises for me, said Jeff Emmerich in his book. Usually a Beatles album project would begin with the recording of one of John's songs, and this was no exception. But a second song was always one of Paul's. After all, they were the main songwriters in the band. Ringo would be allocated one song per album, It is it was usually done almost as an afterthought near the end. But this time around, they decided to do Ringo's song right away. And even more surprisingly, it was actually a song he'd written. Don't Pass Me By was hardly a masterpiece. It had only three chords, no real hook, and a dreary country-tinged arrangement. But it was the second track that the group decided to record. No explanation was given, and George Martin and I were flabbergasted. The only thing we could come up with was that behind the scenes, the others must have known that Ringo was getting a bit fed up, and they were trying to keep him happy. That seemed like the only possible reason why time and energy was being expended on a Ringo song so early on. Otherwise, we don't, we would have been doing doing something more substantial. Ouch. Strangely, despite the song's lengthy gestation, "Don't Pass Me By" was recorded with the working titles "Ringo's Tune," "Untitled," and "This Is Some Friendly." It also briefly featured an orchestral introduction written by George Martin. It recorded on at the July twenty-second, nineteen sixty-eight session for a good night. George Warren said it was for John that I did an off-the-wall introduction, because we hadn't a clue what to do with Ringo's song. <clears throat> in the event, the intro was too bizarre for us to use, and the score was scrapped. It was eventually released as a beginning on a 1996 collection in 3, after McCartney, Harrison, and Starr chose not to complete the Lennon demo now and then. on June 6 recording continued under the new work he titled This is some friendly Starr replaced the previous day's bass with two late vocals, and McCarty taped a new bass part. Backing vocals included a chant of This Is Some Friendly, over which Starr whispered, I've seen a few friendlies, and this is one. Okay. A new mix of Don't Pass Me By was included on Anthology 3, made from the basic rhythm track, at Star's vocals from June 6th. Between 3 p.m. and 6.40 p.m. on July 12th, session musician Jack Fallon taped his violin part, after which more bass was recorded by McCartney and Starr, added another piano track. Jack Fallon said, George Martin had jotted down a 12-bar blues for me. A lot of country fiddle playing its, playing his double stop, two notes played simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But Paul and George Martin, they were doing the arranging, suggested I play a single note. So it wasn't really the country sound they originally wanted, but they seemed pleased. Ringo was around to keeping an eye on his song. When A White Album was released, there were a number of variations between the mono and stereo versions. The mono mix was significantly faster than the stereo version and contained more improvised fiddle playing at the end. Jack Fallon again. I thought that they had had enough, so I just bust around a bit. When I heard it played back at the end of the session, I was hoping they'd scrub that bit out, but they didn't. So there I am on record, scrapping away. I was very surprised they kept it in. It was pretty dreadful.
0: I don't know, man. I think that's, like, one of the cooler parts of the song.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. However, uh, another overdub from the session did make its way into the final mix, a tinkling piano introduction which was later edited from 45 seconds down to just 8 At the start of the Beatles' filmed rehearsals at Twickenham Film Studios in January 1969, George Harrison, having recently visited Bob Dylan and the band in Woodstock in upstate New York, reported to Starr McCartney that Don't Pass Me By was the band's favorite track on the White Mm -hmm. Album. He added that the song's country mood was their sing completely and told Starr, you'd go down a bomb with them. I'm sure... John and Paul were really happy to hear that the <laughs> song on the was was album. was "Don't Pass Me Was the one r- by. <laughs> was Ringo? Wrote, I
0: mean, well, uh, well, what, what did um, Bob Dylan say? Bob Dylan
1: is such a contrarian. You
0: yeah, know? well, he was like, "Oh, you're not you're 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 not being cute anymore," or something, right?
1: Oh, I get it. You're not being cute anymore. Yeah. When 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 Paul played him, "Tomorrow Never Knows," right?
0: So. You know, mm-hmm. Dylan's always taking the piss out of those guys.
1: <laughs> That's right. And everybody. The song was released as a single in Scandinavia, albeit miscredited to Lennon McCartney, and peaked at number one in Denmark in April 1969. Amazing. It was been covered by the old country band The Gourds by the sudden rock band The Georgia Satellites on their 1988 album Open All Night. Keep your hands to p-
0: yourself.
1: Keep your hands to yourself. And by the Punkles on the 2004 album Pistol. Fortnum highlights the Georgia Satellites' recording as a version that successfully captured the full boogie rocking potential that had been ignored in the Beatles' guitarless arrangement in 1968. Fish, of course, covered the song <laughs> on Live Fish Volume 13, giving the song a bluegrass arrangement.
0: Is this our new. What is it? Uh Ray Davies' section.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, they should have asked him about the one. Yeah. definitely. Ringo released a re-recording of the song as a bonus track on his 2017 album Give More Love.
0: More like give more tracks.
1: Love count speaking of love, four. There were four mentions of love.
0: Well, you know, he's he's trying to, you know, he's trying to catch up a little bit.
1: That's right. Uh no mention of peace. Oh. Josie Scale. Um I go back and forth with this. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of peer pressure to say Josie, but I really like this song. I like that it's such a subversive version of you know what Ringo probably originally intended the song to be. Um so I'm gonna give it a yeah. Yeah? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: Ringo will be chuffed to bits, and and I see you writing "Yeah" on the Josie scale. Very nice. Mm-hmm.
1: The, me and the, the the band are fans. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, is this your favorite song on the White Album, Roger?
1: No, no. I already said it's. So I'm so That's tired. Right. Well, we still don't know yours yet. We you
0: still know mine yet. Um, it's coming eventually. Ah, uh, I'm gonna give this to Josie um, This is not, as I said, this is a song I skip I do appreciate that Ringo you know, finally got a, a songwriting credit A full songwriting credit on, mm-hmm. on a song But, you know uh, No, it's a Josie <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah,
0: The Beatles are a pretty nice band Talk about them day after day